What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. I feel like I've been saying this for three or four episodes now, but it has been a while. Been uh, been too long since I've been sitting in front of the mic at Smalley Talk Studios. And uh, part of the reason is because um, Christian has been difficult to nail down. Uh, I don't know what he's, he's got... He got a bunch of lawyering, lawyering, attorney things uh, going on. He's an important person. I don't know. He's he might he might I might just be not like you know up to his he kinda, level. I don't personally know him, but he sounds like an adult, like a lot more than he should be. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna introduce the substitute host today. Um, none other, uh, Ben Clow, also known as Bandit Ben. What's up, Ben? What's up, Josh? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. So, yeah, Chris uh, couldn't make it tonight. He's headed out to Colorado to do some trout fishing. Trout. Sounds, sounds pretty homosexual. It sounds gross. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of fly guys that are like, damn it, how <laughs> dare you say that about trout? <laughs> Have you ever seen a brown trout? They're so beautiful. Mm, no. <laughs> trout are pretty cool looking. I'll give them that, but I would... I would uh, I would take one small mouth over a lifetime of trout fishing. I'd take so. a pocket full of jimmies over in one nice <laughs> trout, but yeah. whatever. You know, whatever floats your boat. I did catch, for the first time, I caught two nice trout at uh, in Virginia. And I have to say, they put up a fight. I was pretty impressed. They yeah. were big ones, though. Rainbow yeah. trout. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, Christian can't make it. He's going to be flinging his flyer out up there in the pristine waters in colorado and so. it's too bad because i had his bump board and i was gonna give it back to him but i heard <laughs> he wasn't gonna be here so yeah you came tonight with his bump board in hand ready to give it to him and yeah. he, just, he didn't show up i so. was shocked so i know so i guess chris if you're listening you're just gonna have to wait you know to be honest with you i don't think i've ever met him so i don't know that he exists <laughs> he could be just some a kind figment of... of my imagination i dub over yeah. a different voice <laughs> i mean if you're gonna make up a friend why you make up a fly fisher <laughs> i know <laughs> so stupid it's dumb dumb um yeah so uh, a little sad that chris isn't here um he uh so one of the reasons i asked ben to come on ben's an old friend of mine we used to work together back in the day and uh honestly you know it's a, this is a little what i would call a rabbit trail not a rabbit hole um but I don't know that we ever talked about fishing when we worked together. Man, I don't really recall talking about fishing at all. And I worked with you in the same store for like a year. I'm kind of ashamed of it. Yeah, be it's honest. kind of weird. I yeah. don't know how it never came up. But Well, you know, so that was a time in my life where I probably had like a three to four year time frame where I just didn't fish very much. Um, and that was kind of during that time. I picked up fishing again. Like, I fished when I was in high school. I had a boat, and I sold my boat. And it was like, you know, the window of time where it just wasn't a thing. And then I got into kayak fishing. And it was probably right about the time that after we'd worked together. So, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you fish, and I don't even know. I think, 
I think he like randomly texted me one day and heard from you in like four years. <laughs> and you're like, hey, how about uh, those uh, crawl wake baits? You like those? <laughs> Do you remember sending me that? It was that live target, I think. That's yeah. On the wall behind and me. I was like, uh, yeah, I like them. Why are you asking? <laughs> you're like, well, I like to fish and I like crankbaits a lot. <laughs> I do. They call me uh, Bandit Ben or Crank and Clow. <laughs> crank <because> and Clow. <laughs> I like running a crank. I like bouncing that. Right off the bottom and feeling that at the tip of my rod. And man, it's... I uh, love feeling things at the tip of your rod. Well, preferably not <laughs> Jimmy's, but I, I run a lot of crankbaits and I carry more than an average man should in my box. So so, so how mad were you during the uh, smallmouth lure draft when neither one of us chose a square bill crankbait? I was disappointed. I mean, there was the draft was good. Or no, maybe Chris part, did. I think I did, Chris ended Later up he did. It, yeah, later. Later. You, took, you took the wake. I did over the crank, yeah. But, which I like a wake bait too. But I think I would, if I could do that all over again, I would, I would do it differently. I was, I was dreaming of wake bait takes, and you know, yeah. in the middle of winter, and it kind of, kind of skewed my my strategy. I I definitely should have went with the, I you know one probably the biggest thing I left out was a cinco, I left yeah. out, and a uh, that square bill just thinking back on it, I was like, yeah, I would have changed those picks. And the Whopper Plopper, I still would stick with the Whopper Plopper then. That's a good bet. You, you're a big Whopper Plopper guy, aren't you? I'm, I'm kind of a nut when it comes to the Whopper Plopper. And uh, yeah. I've been known to paint some and customize them and try Plow to customs. Colors. Yeah, Cloud Customs. We do a lot of white trash crankbait painting and <laughs> Whopper Plopper customizing. And hey, man. Greenwood's it's, finest. But there's no produce. white trash about it. They produce. So uh, Yeah. I, you gave me a glow-in-the-dark one. So The glow-in-the-dark ones are pretty cool. I've yet to really fish one on the creek for smallies, but I've heard other kinds of fish like them. Yeah. Being out on the creek at night would be a, a little bit of a dangerous proposition. But I've only floated downstream, a very low stream flow with like a... You know, like a headlamp on a couple yeah. times, and it's sketchy, and you hear things, and yeah. you, you kind of freak out a little. You hear bit. like the or water you know, running, and you're like, "Is this a, you know, riffle that I forgot about?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a secret riffle that only forms at night. I did get, I got stuck on, uh, on a river one time, and I was like fishing real slow for some reason. I just, you know, underestimated the time I had, or overestimated, and. uh I ended up like the last like mile and a half, dude. It, it was not only was it pitch dark, but it started pouring down rain on oh, me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, I might die." I was hitting rocks, you know. I was trying to yeah. paddle through them, and luckily, when the clouds cleared, uh, there was enough moonlight I could kind of see. Yeah, that's. I did it, that so. one time in the moonlight, and we actually caught a couple fish on top water, but it seemed like in the areas that I was used to that they were just like. Every carp within 100 square miles came, and you'd bump one, or it would bump you and splash in like yeah. really shallow water. It'd kind of freak you out in pitch dark. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, night fishing's cool. Um, it has its place. I the river, I, I think it's a little unnecessary I, on a lake. I think sometimes that can be really effective. Um, but I fish at night some, like when we do the camping trips, you know, and you're yeah. camping on the river. You know, I'll wait out there and fish just around the camp spot. I've never like done a straight up float. Actually, I, I don't really know that much about that because you've never invited me on in one of those. <laughs> well, I don't do them very often. I'd love to, but I'm gonna 
taking the kids camping tomorrow, so we're, we might do some fishing tomorrow. So teach them how to club them, club them big ones on the head. Huh? That's right. Pass that teach club, young. clubbing technique down to the next generation. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, a big reason that I invited Ben on was because um, one, he lives down the street, and he was the easiest person to have come over. <laughs> And two, uh, we went out on uh, the Tippecanoe last weekend, and uh, yeah, I had a good time. So, first time you've been out out there, right, Ben? Yeah, I, you know, I don't have a lot of experience on big rivers still. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a wade up and float down kind of guy, shallow right. water, but right. yeah, it was cool. I, I'd definitely go back, and the area is really cool, and there's... You know, you have the option to catch a lot of different fish as well, but yeah. What you 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 caught a? What did you end up? Uh, I think Derek went to the interwebs and determined that to be a sauger. Okay, which not... that's well. It when I because I was real close to you when you yeah, caught you were that like right next to and me. I thought it was a walleye at first, and then you know I know they're very close relatives. Yeah, but yeah, I've caught a sauger before on White River, so. I caught yeah. it on a crankbait. Imagine that. Yes, a Bandit 100, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, so so we went out. The Tippecanoe, uh, you, you and your brother, Matt, met me here at 3.45. Yeah. 3.45 a.m. And uh, we met Derek out there because he lives kind of on the opposite side of town. Met him up there. Got on the water. Uh, really, we did pretty well. We got on the water pretty much right at light. Um, and it, and yeah, you know, there was nobody on it cause we were worried. I was worried that there's a boat ramp that you can put boats on there and we didn't start seeing really anyone till like there probably was, like an hour and a half after yeah. I mean, before was, we got off the river. There wasn't anybody at the put in, but you know, there were a couple of people standing up by the dam. Right. Uh, Derek right. called me Jeremy for some reason. <laughs> he goes, you're Jeremy, aren't you? I think he came at me with a, what's up, Jeremy? I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? And uh, yeah, that was a great introduction. I've seen yeah. this guy. It's like, Jeremy, Ben, you kind of look like Jeremy Wade. Maybe that's it. That's a huge compliment that I will take any day of the week. But but yeah, so we we got on the water um, and, uh, you know, that I had got some advice from a couple guys that I know that fish that recently and uh one of the guys was like yeah you know go ahead and paddle past that first like mile and uh i think he was saying that mainly because he wanted he was like yeah you know get a get ahead of all that traffic that's going to be on there and uh honestly that first mile has never been that great for me um but we so i started out anyways i was throwing top water buzz bait and, uh, Were you throwing top water up by when we paddled up towards the dam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you have anything up there? Not upstream. Yeah. No, I didn't even get a hit. Did you? I had some hits on. A, I had a one ten plopper on and had some hits, but you could tell they were little. So, uh, yeah. So we paddled up kind of towards the dam, and anybody who's been up there to it's Oakdale Dam will tell you that. Um, it is very intimidating. There's a lot of water coming off that dam, and it was already flowing kind of high. It was flowing, you know, 2,700 CFS at the dam, and uh, you don't want to get close to that dam. It's uh, it's pretty, no, in- I'm sure pretty intense. I'm sure there's a lot of bodies down there. Yeah, I'm sure there are, 
there's a lot of, yeah, I've seen guys get right up on it, and I'm like, no thanks. But anyways, uh, so we paddle up, you know, and then I, t- I took off downstream first. Oh, really? Sorry. Uh, so I took off downstream, and uh, <clears throat> I had a couple of hits, and then I cooked into a fish. Looked to be about 17 inches or so, and I lost it. So I immediately was like, all right, I'm putting on a trailer hook. Anybody who's fished a buzz bait will understand the plight of short strikes. Um, once you get them hooked, buzz baits are great. They're actually better than a whopper plopper from a, you know, the fish getting off. But actually getting the hook set in because it's got that one big wide gap hook, it can be challenging. So I stuck a trailer hook on just from past experience. And uh, it was it wasn't more than you know maybe 30 or 40 yards downstream i came on this little area this little eddy and i saw a fish move off the bank like i wasn't close enough to scare it but it was something big and it moved off the bank yeah and uh i was i my first inclination was like that's probably a carp because there was a ton of freaking carp out there there were i i think Two or three dolphins actually hit my kayak. Yeah, dude, they're big. There were some giant big carp, old carp. In there. They were eating some some kind of berries or something that was falling out of the trees. Uh, they were just going up and sipping on yeah. top of the water. But anyways, so I saw that fish move and I was kind of like, well, it's probably carp, but I'm gonna throw up it there anyways. And threw my buzz bait up, and all of a sudden that wake stopped and it came towards my buzz bait and just, I mean, all hell broke loose. Uh, so I'm like. You know, this fish blows up on my buzz bait and see it jump. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a big fish. Yeah. And I had a pretty, like, beefy rod out on my medium-heavy rod. So I, you know, could handle it fine. I wasn't worried about breaking my line. I was just worried about um, the hook coming out. And uh, it jumped three or four times. I netted it and uh, got my first 20-incher of the year, baby. First 20 of the year. I I was probably... At least a hundred yards upstream from you, but I could kind of see where you were. But I could definitely hear you hooting and hollering. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, he's already. We hadn't been there what an hour, if that. Oh, I didn't think. It was, yeah, Maybe it was probably minutes. more like thirty minutes. Yeah, and I hear you hooting and hollering, and it's like, well, do I want to paddle down there and see what <laughs> yeah. he's got, or do I just want to keep fishing? Because yeah. I had a, I had already had a couple hits, and I think yeah, uh, I had caught a small one on top water, but I could definitely hear you hooting and hollering, and yeah. Yeah. Any, anytime anybody pulls out a 20 and it's it's worth know, it's, worth hooting and hollering it is i'm not the kind of guy that hoots and hollers over a 16 inch or <laughs> no? 17 inch app no don't do it um it's embarrassing but right? i think that derek was closer to you i believe yeah and, yeah he came uh, over and we uh did a little photo sesh with it um unfortunately the so we took like a few pictures and then i put it on i have a uh anybody might know that company cal coast fishing they make a product called the donkey leash and it's Ooh, the yeah. donkey leash huh so it's like is a that lip, for wrangling donkeys basically okay so it's a clip you clip it on their their lip and it's on a tether and you put it down in the water and the fish can swim around while you're you know clean up your stuff so you can get a second set of pictures with it or whatever okay. yeah and uh man i've lost three or four fish on that thing i think it must must be something wrong with mine so if you work for cal coast fishing or you're a pro staff cal coast fishing um please contact me because i would really like to get a new one 
because that thing is but anyways i put that thing on it after already getting a few pictures because i was like i got one on the bump board and like derek took a couple of me holding it put it on that thing and we were going to go over the bank and take some more pictures with my kayak in it yeah and dude one jump that thing popped off well it's a 20 20s can't be wrangled, <laughs> can't you know? Be wrangled. You can't just have a 20 laying around. That dude's like, like, sit, hey, did fish, you just? He's sit. like, did you just put a plastic clip on my lip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> that was probably very insulting to a 20. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what's wrong with it, but that thing, it's, it's it doesn't work very well. But anyways, yeah, I got some good pictures of it. I put it up on my old Instagram so if you want to go check it out, it's uh, it's up there. It's on the Quest for 23 page. But, yeah, so started off, that was the first fish that I landed. I think uh, maybe you or Derek wanted to caught a couple other I ones. I caught a little that. little one on top water. Jimmy. Yeah, little Jimmy. Um, but so, yeah. so, yeah, that started the day off for me. Can't go wrong when you start off with the 20-inch. I mean, if I got skunked the rest of the day, I mean, yeah. you still caught a 20. Um. And then um, the topwater bite for me, I kind of abandoned it after that. And that fish, honestly, it 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 swallowed my buzz bait like very very aggressively. Like the trailer hook was like down, like real far down in its mouth. It boat it got hooked by both hooks. But other than that fish, I was just getting a lot of just like, yeah, you know, just kind of hitting the back of it. So I saw kind of a pattern during the day of uh bait fish that that river is full of bait fish but saw them kind of you know get being chased and the bait fish were jumping out of the water i assume you saw the same thing yeah right? yeah so it was i mean pretty... i was fishing top water for after you caught that i was like all right i'm gonna stay on top water yeah. so i you know i kept fishing it and i caught three or four but nothing big mm-hmm. uh, i even caught like a striped or a white bass oh yeah and uh so you caught three species but i probably yeah i did i caught three species yeah and i did catch five different smallies on five different topwater <laughs> so obviously i didn't abandon topwater because i never abandon topwater but Except i had cranking from compared to what i had hit wise i mean they were hitting it all day but it was like just yeah. bumping it or short striking it so well, it was kind of weird i don't know when it, whenever I see that bait fish pattern, um, I immediately think fluke. And I know, you know, people make fun of me because I throw flukes a lot. Shocker. Yeah. Um, how fluke, many how many other things throughout your life, though, do you see and you think fluke? You know? Everything. I pulled out a french fry at Wendy's the other day and yeah. the tail was split. And I was like, you know what? I need to fish a fluke. I was buying some new shorts at Target today. Yeah. Thinking about how many flukes I could get in the pocket. Well, that, I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, that's all go, I think about. If it's only four bags, you need to get some <laughs> yeah, better cargo exactly. shorts. So. Yeah. Um, so it, it obviously turned on for you because you were hitting them. Yeah. So I, I, I tied on a fluke because, you know, for me, that's the best. Uh, bait fish like imitation but i threw a, i actually threw a swim bait for a while because i was like uh you know i'm gonna try and cover some water it's a big river and uh i mean for around here anyways and uh i like to fish fast on that river if i can they just weren't chasing stuff like that um i threw spinner bait a little bit and then that fluke you know the next i tied on a fluke i was like, all right the next um you know, shad, I see jumping, I'm going to grab that fluke rod, and sure enough, 
you know, saw one skipping, threw my fluke up there, boom, I hit it. And then I kept that on, and I, I went on a tear with that for probably in a couple hours. And then the day kind of starts slowing down. Um, but the bite, honestly, on that fluke was pretty consistent. I think I ended up catching 32 fish total. So, I mean, that was that's a pretty decent day. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, tell you about some. It was a very frustrating day for me. Even though I caught a 20-incher, it was. You caught a 20-incher. You only caught 30 fish. But, man, <laughs> it was frustrating well, out there. The results weren't frustrating, but what could have been was frustrating it was so that river was moving fast i mean so you saw that like it was ripping it was moving yeah yeah it was ripping and i forgot my freaking drag chain i have two drag chains i have a setup you know forgot my drag chain you poor thing (laughs) well honestly though i mean i i you know you can fish it but like the way so the pattern i kind of dialed in other than seeing those bait fish was in the really fast water, there would be, um, like, you know, little micro eddies on the bank. Right. And that's where I was getting the most action. But, like, when you don't have a drag chain, you get just get pushed through those areas. You can't... You yeah. Fishing a fluke is almost impossible. Yeah. Um, so, it, it really... It could have been way better. So, I forgot that. And then I pulled up this spot. I was pretty close to you at this point. Um, same thing that of that 20 incher, I saw fish move off the bank. So I threw the fluke up there, swirled on my fluke, tried to set the hook, nothing. It just, he just missed it. I was like, dang it. So I backed up. Um, and then another same, that same fish, it was up there. It was like moving around and it was bit, you could tell it was big. Threw up there again, it came up, boom, hit my. And it came out of the water this time. It like came out of the water. I saw the fish, a big fish. Missed, you know. I just was having trouble getting hook sets with those little nose hook flukes. Sometimes they just the fish don't. Yeah. For whatever reason, they don't hook them. So I was getting pissed off, and I felled him that second time. He hit it, and I had him on for a couple seconds. It popped out. So I was like, "Well, that fish is gone." And it was, you know, I would say at least like an eighteen ish. And then uh, I moved. I caught a 17, moved off the bank, and there was a tree kind of in the way. I went around the tree, and then I threw like kind of underneath this tree, and uh, I missed the part here. A couple casts before, I had actually got stuck on some rocks, and I was getting frustrated because that big fish was up there, and I was trying to get that loose. And I was just getting real mad. And I eventually just had to paddle up there and get it. Right. So I backed up, caught that 17, backed up, went around that tree, threw a perfect cast underneath this overhang. And, dude, this fish, like, I mean, it looked like a toilet bowl being flush. Like, he just, like, engulfed my fluke. I waited. I usually will count to, like, one on those nose hooks and set the hook. And, dude, he took off just screaming. My drag was screaming, man. It was like, this is a huge fish. Like, it was as big as that 20-incher for sure. Like, it was no doubt. I mean, my big fish spidey sense was up. I was getting nerves, getting the sweats. I was looking at my net. It takes a run kind of around a tree. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so big. And uh, 
I kind of was trying to keep it out of this tree because it was getting ready to run into a tree and it was my fluke rod at the time. I broke my nice fluke rod, so I'm using a backup. And it's a 6.6 medium light and a 20-pound braid. And he, I was trying to keep him out of this tree and dude, he just broke my line. That's the worst feeling. I mean, especially dude. when you... It was bad. Are fairly confident you've got an eighteen plus, but dude, yeah, it was I, a giant. Uh, I'm not gonna shed any tears for you because honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of had a rough day out there, and I mean, I had fun. I caught fish, but I you probably, caught quite a few fish though. I probably you? threw a fluke, you know, for a good at least hour with no action on it, and mm. I threw on a white bandit, you know, basically running that up and down banks and. I've never not caught fish on a white bandit and yeah. just wasn't having the luck, you know? Well, you know, I think that, um, I had times with the fluke where I was going, I went an hour without a hit, but we went, we went through a lot of area. That river can be deceiving because it, a, a lot of like almost, I would say 75% of it looks really good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of riprap on the bank, but riprap. Yeah, there really was a lot of it. You know, there's docks and stuff, and yeah, I uh, was I was getting all kinds of blow ups on top water all around those docks. Yeah, and missed so many fish. Yeah, so well, the top water bite, I just didn't, you know, I didn't participate in that, so I can't speak to that. But for me, the when I would get to those areas where that the current would pick up, and there was there had to be a little bit of depth, so where the current was at, and it was at least like four to five foot deep. That's when I was like, you know, I'd catch like seven or eight, like boom, 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 boom in a row. And it honestly, then outside of that, it would be like one every hour or so. Yeah. So it was pretty slow. The the action I had really seemed to tail off pretty quickly after a few hours. Yeah. And then it was very slow. And then we got rained on for a little bit. So I was like, you know, it's. I'll throw on top water again and see if I can get something to hit while it's raining. And did you throw any like walk the dog baits? I did. I threw a big Sammy mm-hmm. Walker. Um, yeah. But you know, I was having trouble. I, honestly, my anchor's kind of cheap, and I, I was having trouble anchoring up in a few spots I was at. So it is frustrating. I was really going more with ploppers, and I did catch some fish on the pump door. Did you? I did. Pompadour or Pompadour Jr.? The Jr. Okay, I like yeah. this. I like the Jr. better for smallies. Those are good because they're like, you have to reel them slower than like a Whopper Plopper. Oh, yeah. I mean, for that, that, that perfect back action. and forth and, you know, that real deep noise it makes if you yeah. reel it slow. It's, Dude, those uh, things it's are, productive. They're loud. It, they are mm-hmm. loud. And I'll tell you what, don't ever leave one like tied on and like hanging behind you in your kayak because it just jingles like Santa Claus. <laughs> The whole time you're going down the river, but I think it I, they're loud and they I think they piss off fish more than anything. Yeah, I've had some awesome hits on those, and even where I haven't landed fish, yeah, to see them just get pissed off and come smack it, and another one smacks it as soon as it hits the water. Yeah, I like that bait. Yeah, th- you would think in a river like that where it's like a lot of current and commotion, like a, a you know kind of a noisy lure like that would work. I didn't think to throw that, but. Yeah, I just think they weren't really committed to top water. And I talked to some guys that were on the river the same day as us, and they were downstream a little bit. Yeah. And uh, his name's uh, Wendell Gray. He's a cool guy. He gave me some help because he was on the river 
on Friday right. and told us that it looked good because the everything else around here last weekend was like oh, it muddy. Was, as, it was ridiculously blown up at every every gauge I have saved on my app. Yeah, it, I, and that was Tippecanoe was literally like the only river in Indiana that was fishable, probably with yeah. any success. Yeah, so he was. I thought the the visibility wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. I, it was great. I thought it was it was about a foot and a half. At least, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was good. Um, but Wendell gave me some advice, so thanks to Wendell for that, dude. Appreciate it. Um, he lives out there. Him and his buddy, Chris Clark, went downstream and fished. And uh, they, uh, they caught a 20. His buddy Chris caught a 20. Few eighteens, I think a nineteen, and they were all in top water. So that's crazy because now it was down further. Like they started at the bridge where we took out, okay, and went down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe I don't know if they started later than us or what. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could have been, you know. Yeah, just... but I just couldn't get it. I mean, other than that, that twenty incher. I've, I felt like whenever I see him hitting a buzzbait like that, I'm like, dude, all right, I'm going to switch to something else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was a, as as well as I did, it was a frustrating day just because I, I felt like I could have got a second 20-incher plus. I mean, there's some, for anybody that is not familiar with Tippecanoe, it's a very temperamental river. It has a hydroelectric dam at the top of it, and the flow's controlled, and those fish are really 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 temperamental i mean you could fish it one day when that river's down uh and they like no bites and all of a sudden they open up the gates and that that flow goes up and then all of a sudden you have a great day the next day um but that river has some monsters in it like it's by far the um if i was like you know trying to catch a trophy which i am technically but you know that that would be the place if I could only fish one river that I would go to for yeah. sure. Like there's it was, just big fish. I mean, I didn't have a great day, but I enjoyed it. It was it's definitely some place I'm gonna go back now that I've been there and are familiar yeah. with it. And um, you know, it's just big big body of water moving quick. But yeah, you know, there's definitely some big fish. I saw them in there. So, so that'll be that'll be the hot stretch this week's hot stretch. Yeah. So, um hot stretch it's very well-known stretch i was i was hoping that when you asked me to come be on this amazing podcast you weren't going to make me give up one of my own hot stretches (laughs) well well now that you say that i'm pretty greedy (laughs) with my stretches well i'll give this hot stretch up because everybody knows about it it's downstream from oakdale dam to highway 18 bridge pretty much one of two stretches downstream of the dam that you can do. And the other one is from 18 down to the Wabash. So anyways, we, uh, we had actually, when we drove over the Wabash, I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but it was mud, butt central. That mud, that Wabash is always mud, but yeah. it's terrible. It looked pretty awful. It's terrible. It's a terrible river. <laughs> That's a terrible river. Don't go there. You do a good, uh, Charles Barkley impression. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You've always, I've always known you for that. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible rubble. <laughs> it's all mud butt down there. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so yeah, so you, you kind of struggled throughout the day. Uh, you and Matt, um, 
But Derek, Derek caught a twenty incher. Derek caught a twenty. Old DB baby, Derek yep. Burton. I mean, that's right, Derek. He covered ninety eight percent of the bottom of that river. So <laughs> that dude is methodical. you're bound to catch something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he, Derek, he, we've told we've told this story in the podcast. That dude is like always behind. He fishes really slow, and uh, I didn't see him after like nine o'clock in the morning. I, I didn't even see him at all. Yeah, it was a good day on the water with my buddy Derek, <laughs> who I didn't see all day. Well, I, I get off the water, and uh, you know I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take my time because I knew I was ahead. I was hungry. I didn't eat breakfast, so and I had a ba- I forgot my snack. So I was like, "I'm gonna paddle this out and just go eat some beef jerky." I was like, "I already have a 20 incher." Yeah, I'm good. Um, so I I, get, I start getting my stuff ready. And to my surprise, Derek pulls up next, and I was like, "Dude." Where did you come from? And he was like, I think he, I think he, truth be told, I think he like paddled as fast as he could. Well. Because he was like self-conscious about being the last one. I I rarely saw him pass the initial set of docks. Yeah. Um, I I think, I think he was mapping sonar of the bottom for the first (laughs) two hours of the trip and some kind of topography map he was using. I don't know, but. He got uh, him a twenty, man, and that's pretty yeah. Awesome. So he he pulls up and he's I was like, "How'd you do?" And he's like, "Got a 20. Yeah. And uh, poor guy, he caught it, and nobody was around to celebrate it with him. You know what? I I don't think this was his twenty. I don't know, but I was actually maybe about a hundred yards. No, it was. He from told him. me that oh, you tried was? to get come up. I, well, he was hooting and hollering, and I was maybe seventy five hundred yards downstream, anchored up, and I was like, "I'll try to get up there, see what he's got." And I got about halfway there and was like, "Fuck this, I'm exhausted." Yeah. Well, what he twenty seven hundred ain't no joke when you're paddling upstream hundred yards. And yeah, so what he should have done, Derek, if you're listening, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Load it all down to me. You just hold on to the fish, yep. paddle with one hand, and you get down to the next guy, and he'll help you do a little photo action. Yeah. So, because taking photos of really big fish like that yourself, like you can capture it, but. You can't really get like great. You need photos. the full essence of a yeah. twenty-inch donkey. You know, yeah, for sure. You, you can't, can't. You can't cleanly selfie mode a donkey no, like that. No, no absolutely not. Not without propping your phone up and yeah. I don't know. I think that's what he did. I think he put his phone like on land or something, and then stood in his kayak and got a picture of it. But yeah, he. Uh, I didn't see him most of the day either. So, yep. Well, he got a twenty, and I got a twenty. And in my book, two twenties out of a group of four guys, that's a pretty good day. That's a good day. And yeah. yeah, at one point towards the end there, I knew we were getting close and I'm like, Well, I'm just gonna sit here with my anchor till I finally see Derek. <laughs> and that was maybe, you know, an hour later he came yeah. by finally, so Yeah. Yeah, but old D B he's uh he's very methodical, let's just put it that way. Um, but, but yeah, congrats, Derek, on your twenty incher. That's yeah. uh it's an accomplishment. I uh, know firsthand how it feels. So, yeah, it's a good, good day. Good day for sure. Um, yeah, so I really, really wanted to go back there. Like, I knew I it was my anniversary Sunday, but I knew I couldn't do that. <laughs> Chris asked me. Chris texted me because yeah. he couldn't go, and he was he was a salty little bitch. Was he? After, was he? Oh, big time. Salty. He, so he calls me, and... You could tell he's really trying to like, trying to be nice and positive, and he was like asking how we did, and I, you know, I was like, well, I was like, do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, I told him because he was supposed to go and he got uh, he got roped into okay. a nephew's birthday party you or know, something. I don't know. Wrangling what. donkeys or a kid's birthday party that's a tough choice and <laughs> i can understand your own kid i mean yeah i don't know if you if, if it's my kid yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. scare her, but <laughs> begrudgingly. begrudgingly begrudgingly yes but i'll still attend but man yeah but he uh he couldn't go his nephew's birthday parties that day and i started telling him how good it was and uh he kind of like abruptly got off the phone with me and i don't know if he did it because he didn't want to hear it or if he really had something else going on. But he gets, he's like, oh, I got to get off the phone. So he gets off the phone and then he's like, I'll call you back. And then like 20 minutes later, he sends me a text and he goes, I'm going to be honest. He's like, I'm being a little bit too much of a salty bitch to talk to you about your fishing trip right now. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> well, I mean, at least he was man enough to let his rage simmer yeah. down before he said some <laughs> yeah. things he may have regretted, you know? Well, and here's the thing. I invited him. He was invited from the beginning, you know. Actually, we what happened was we were talking about going, and he was like, hey, why don't we invite a bunch of people? So that's when I text, you know, you and, and uh, Adam DeBard and Derek and my brother I was like, hey, who all wants to go to the tippy? Because that's the thing about the tippy. It's big enough to where you can have a bunch of guys floating in. It doesn't really yeah. you know, matter. So, yeah. Then in, he ended up getting bamboozled out of going. And uh, he, was, he wasn't he was happy about it. So, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. Well, so. I'm sure they had, like, cake and ice cream at this party, <laughs> though, right? It's probably really good cake. I would hope so. It might, it might even have been a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Ah uh, well, that, you know what? Those are pretty good. As a husky guy like myself, I enjoy a good cake and an ice cream cake, especially in the summertime. You can't go wrong. But yeah, that's, yeah, I I would I would eat I wouldn't eat cake for the rest of my life to catch a you know, twenty. I kind of was hoping he was going so I could run a Whopper Plopper one thirty by him so many times. One thirty, one ninety. Yeah, um, I forgot the one ninety. I got a glow in the dark one ninety. <laughs> oh my I, god, that thing probably looks like a like a glow, like a flare going across yeah. the top of the water. Sometimes you get bored in the winter and you pay to one ninety glow in the dark paint. It's like a it's like a rave on the water. Uh, it probably took thirteen dollars worth of paint and clear coat. <laughs> but it's a cool bait, you know. Everybody should have one. Yeah, I I definitely will never buy a one ninety water buffer. <laughs> you imagine throwing that thing in Sugar Creek. <laughs> you would you would create a wake like yeah. it would scare all the fish away within like ten miles. Yeah, like that's a that's a that's a big bait. They're feeling that downstream at least three hundred yards yeah. probably. I, it's funny though you do it's catch like a, them, you catch them on one thirties. I do fish one thirties a lot more than probably most people in, in like smallish rivers and creeks. That's, I do. It's crazy it's even in shallow water. I mean, I'm sure I'm scaring off. So much, so and I, I've seen like I've seen like carp jump when I throw a one thirty in an eddy. Well, that's the thing about it. But the actual one thirty going through the water probably is not going to scare that many fish. But it's what the the you know slap on the water. The makes initial me, slap when you cast it, yeah, you know, seventy yards. It, it, it's literally like a branch falling out of a tree. Yeah, that's probably what they think it is. They probably do. <laughs> I think I've splashed cars going by when I. <laughs> Landing a 130 in the water on the cast, but uh, yeah. you know, in the water, it, it the profile it, it's not huge, right. and 
it plops louder, man. That louder plop, it gets them going. Oh yeah, yeah. A, we a big old knocker. Yeah, we love some whopper floppers. Well, that was the kind of the recap of the trip. Uh, so if you guys um, out there in in Indiana and uh, want to get on some smallmouth, Tippy is on fire right now. It was a um, cool place. I definitely recommend it, and I plan on going back. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And and Wendell, if you're listening, I'm gonna text you and tell you to listen to this episode. He caught a twenty the next day. So they went out on Sunday. He caught a twenty. Actually, I don't I think he just caught one twenty. I was thinking he might have caught two. He might have caught two twenties. I can't remember. Wow. But I want you to take that picture, Wendell, and post it on the Smalley Talk podcast page. Cause next week I'll make you the donkey wrangler of the week. So, because it should be this week, but you didn't put it on our page, so oh. can't do it. Sorry, bud. Uh, sorry about you. Um, so, yeah, one thing I wanted to do, we have a few messages on the Smalley Talk hotline. I'm not going to play all of them because a lot of them are actually um, mentioning Chris, and I want Chris to be here. But I think we do have at least one drunken rambling in this Literally, I think it's a drunken rambling because I accidentally listened to it. Awesome. And this guy sounds like he's drunk. Cool. So let me get this here. Let's see what this guy has to say. I mean, <laughs> just picture yourself, you know, drinking some bush lights. And you know what? I saw this phone number the other day on the internet. So I'm surprised there's not more of these yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see here. See what this guy has to say. So... Here is the voicemail question. This is from Jesse. Hey guys, this is Jesse from Oaklandon. Um, <laughs> just wanted to ask, what tactics do you take when you're out kayak on the river? Kayaking, sorry. I've been drinking some Jameson. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of issues when I go on a white river and I'll get snags and I'll drop my anchor and go back and get my crankbait and, you know, chase it back and try and get it out. It gets frustrating. I just want to know how you guys stay positive and keep going. I'm just tired of losing fucking two or three crankbaits every trip I take. Jesus. So, good luck to you guys fishing. Have fun. Okay. <laughs> that was a great that, one. That was pretty good, you know? <laughs> If you're losing two or three crankbaits every time, I'd be shitty too. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's Especially probably... if they're like Japanese crankbaits. Oh, yeah. What if they're like those $20 Mega Bass crankbaits? Yeah. <laughs> so Jesse is apparently drinking Jameson, calls up the Smalley Tuck <laughs> podcast hotline. I think that's what you need more of, you know? <laughs> that's Dude, that's hilarious. Uh, so, what? I mean, what do you... That's you, a good question with... I bandit, bandit, bandit yeah. on here. So I will say this: although this guy um, is clearly an alcoholic, <laughs> <laughs> he's calling in on like a Wednesday afternoon, leaving a voicemail, and not um, just like Bush Light. I'm, we're Jameson. Yeah, that's high dollar. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So he's 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 clearly a, a drunk, um, okay. and you know he's rambling on. I do identify with this question though and okay. uh, i will say this for one jesse um kayak fishing on a river is just frustrating like there is no two ways about it and honestly any angler worth their salt 
um, are, they're going to make risky casts, you know? So you're going to put that bait in places where you might not get it back. If you're, uh, if you're not losing a bait, if you're not breaking a bait, you're probably not fishing hard enough. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Now, two or three every trip, <laughs> something else is happening, Jesse. He's, he's you've fit, got, he's, you've, he said White River. Um, okay. Well, well, I would say this. Probably getting Jesse. one caught up on a body per trip. Then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. So the one thing I'll tell you, and this is just my opinion, Jesse, um, White River specifically, if you're fishing on a lot of like wood, uh, I, I think you're fishing the wrong place. I do not like fishing in wood on White River. Unless you're like far downstream, like south of the city, then that's all there is. But like... Anything north of the city, um, I'd I'd stick away or stay away from those like wooded areas, and I would be fishing more uh, kind of current grass, rock. Um, the the wood kind of we call that like you know pond water, frog water, whatever. It's like slow stuff. I usually paddle a lot of that out. I don't even fish it. Um, I only fish stuff around current, but. You know, if you are, you know, intent on fishing that fish, uh, so Bandit Ben here, I'll tell you. Well, I I would like to know, you know, what he's fishing. Is he, what kind of crankbait? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is is it a, you know, a square square bill? Nine foot deep diver? Is it a A square bill? Is it a wake bait? A square bill is going to do the best at like bumping off a cover. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, if you're going like a, even like a, um, you know, a shorter rounded bill, it's going to get stuck way more than a, cra- a square bill. A square bill does a really good job because of the sharp edges. It like deflects off of stuff, um, you know, a lot better. So if you're not using a square bill, that, that's a suggestion. And then, uh, you know, I would say overall, um, you know, just plan on, plan on losing stuff occasionally. It's just, it's going it to happen. Is. And you know what, when you're talking about, risky casts i don't know if you remember but i think it was a year ago some facebook troll i had mentioned something about breaking like a whopper plopper on rocks like breaking the oh, tail yeah, yeah out at sugar creek i you know you're casting and you know you're moving you hit a rock and mm-hmm. i've had a whopper plopper just like that's breaking in half off yeah. a rock yeah and there was some guy on Facebook like, ah, oh, you must be a terrible fish. And I've been fishing for 30 years. I've never broke a lure. And, <laughs> I do. And I, I think that. I just made the comment. I was like, well, if you've never broke one, you're not fishing it hard enough. Yeah. Because, you know, all the rocks that are out there, especially oh, yeah. on the side and on the banks. Yeah. Sometimes you cast and, you know, you hit that. Especially in a river environment. You got current but, you're dealing with. But that and... guy was shitty at me. He thought I was just a degenerate <laughs> dumbass because I broke a whopper plopper. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, whopper poppers definitely aren't indestructible. I I broke quite a few of them. Yeah. So. But if you're if you're losing two or three crankbaits a trip, maybe you shouldn't drink so much, Jameson. Yeah, that's that my could thoughts. be it. I mean, I think that. <laughs> am I wrong? I'm just a guest. I'm not a host. But when they they call the hotline, that's an open roast session, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so this guy drinks a lot of Jameson. He probably kicks dogs. You know, <laughs> like just for fun. Yeah. Like even if it's not a threatening dog, he's just gonna kick it. So maybe he's thumping smallmouth after yeah, he catches him. Yeah, he's got the little thumper like an old Louisville slugger he got at a Reds game when he was a kid. It's got smally blood all over it. Johnny Bench's terrible signature on it. But 
<laughs> yeah, if you're if you're losing two or three, quit drinking so much. And yeah, come uh, on, Jesse. But maybe yeah, I run a lot of crankbaits. Run a square bill. Run a uh, wake bait, maybe. Yeah. Stay off them logs, bro. Stay off that juice. Yeah. You got to <laughs> stay off that Jameson juice. Yeah. Gonna, I yeah. hope you're not on the water with the Jameson, but <laughs> I hope if I encounter you, you offer me some. So Yeah. I would take some Jameson. Oh, shot. yeah. Mid-river? Shot. Mid-river shots. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done mid-river shots? Negative. One time. I've done them on the bank plenty of times. Okay. But no, not mid-river. One time I did a mid-river. Did like, you? Like a bottle of Fireball, like the mini ones. At Ooh, the, yeah, it was a bad idea. Yeah, I just burped for like it's an like, hour. It's like ninety-five degrees <laughs> out. Yep. Hey, that's the best thing. That what sounds so good is to take a shot of Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not honestly when I'm fishing. A lot of guys will, you know, they drink beer and stuff, and I want to be laser focused when I'm fishing. I don't like. To that's why beer. I drink Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like. Brings you hyper focused. It does. A caffeine monster. kick. I saw you had a Monster Energy drink. Well, that's because my car. Oh, I did leave that in your car. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because we left at three in the morning and yeah, I got like true. two hours of sleep. But what's up with those? Uh, I don't want to get off on too much of a rabbit trail here, but uh, those Bam Energy drinks. Have you ever had those? Bang. You mean? Bang. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> bam. It's, it's some kind of superhero comic yeah. noise. Bang. It's, bam. It's, it's a bang, and I actually have had one. They they really seem to be taking over the gas stations, but it's just I I try not to drink those other than the times I get up to go fishing at three in the morning. So so it's no different than like a monster. It's just a big old bottle of creatine and cancer. I'm sure. But creatine. Oh my god. And, uh, they wake yeah. you up. That's for sure. I can't. I can't say I've ever drank a monster or anything like that. I've had a five hour energy a couple of times when I was like literally up all night, like 24 hours. I've got kind of a hard hitting topic that I wanted to address. What's that? Say you drink an energy drink or something and you're on the river and it's, you know, there's houses on both sides. What's your go-to method for taking a piss? I mean, I just let her, you let just her let fly. her rip. You're like, I mean, my scupper holes are open. Here I she mean, comes. I'm I mean, going to sit in my own I mean, filth. For the next 40 uh, minutes. No, I just pee off the side. I just, okay. Zoop. I thought you just, when you said let her rip, I just assumed you stayed in the no, seated position. No, and just I'm standing up. I'm, letting it, okay. I'm giving everybody a show. I try to at least get to a <laughs> bank and anchor up. And then I like to pretend that I'm on a phone call or something. And you know. I, 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 I took a pee on the tip of canoe. So. Well, I just so no one goes under there. I pooped under the bridge as soon as we got there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it was awful, too. It was one of those like nervous poops. You were looking yeah. at the dam and yep. you're like, oh man, this, this water's moving. River. <laughs> yep. I could feel the bubble gut come as soon as I saw that dam flowing. And yeah. So yeah. if you do go to this hot stretch, do not go under the bridge. Just yeah. don't, don't do that. Big old, big old cloud pile underneath yeah. there. Um, but yeah, that was, it was a good time though, man. It was, I'm, I'm glad, uh, glad we got to go out. Yeah. You know? I had a fun and. Yeah, it was it was fun. Unlike Jesse, I did not lose three baits, so not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to read. We had we do have a couple reviews. Um, let's see here. Um, I don't I don't know if I've read this one, but I'm gonna read it anyways. I oh, know. Yeah, I think I've read that one. Okay, this is from Cabin, Ohio. It says love it. Just discovered your show last week, and I can't get enough of it. Spend all spring and summer hunting smallies here in southern Ohio, primarily by kayak. 
I'd order some flukes given your strong endorsement. Hey, I need to call Zoom up on that. I honestly have no idea how Zoom is not giving you at least like $7 a month. I know. I'll let you all know if they produce. Also, something else new in my box is the Nico Helgermite oh, soft plastics. Oh. Keep up the good work. And by the way, ugly sticks rule. Wow. Ugly sticks rule. Yeah. I mean, that's a matter of an opinion, but. Yeah. I mine. mean, hey. If you're, I'm not an ugly stick guy, but I'm not no. gonna I'm not gonna poo poo that. I think they actually no. ugly stick makes some nicer rods. Oh, they do. They? They, yeah. they, you know, there's a there's a Walmart ugly stick, and then there's a Bass Pro Shop ugly yeah. stick. You know, there's yeah. definitely different levels. Yeah. yeah. So, hey man. Well, thanks, Cabin Ohio, for that. Um, put those flukes on the water and uh, let us know how you do. Uh, and then this guy is uh, <laughs> this is a great name. Indicators or bobbers. <laughs> do you know so do you know the inside joke Obviously. fly fishermen use these things called strike indicators okay i'm familiar right? with that yes right yeah and they they use these when they have flies that are kind of towards the bottom right and they're just bobbers but i'm guessing that say someone like chris doesn't enjoy being called a bobber no he calls them strike indicators okay but it's it, like yeah i need to use a strike indicator okay yeah it's a bobber okay but <laughs> since the 40s we've been calling those bobbers you goofy yeah. fuck <laughs> so this guy's name's indicators or bobbers it's awesome so this is a title is tugging and plugging said would really appreciate if you guys would get back down in the basement and start cranking out more episodes Please forget all work and familial, is that a word? Responsibilities. Familial, yeah. Your listeners have not been aroused on their commute in the last 11 days. Oh, man. That's on you. We need this. You need this. Hell, the world needs this. Don't blackball us, Mitch. (laughs) In all seriousness, great podcasts like the humor and the local knowledge. That is a that's a great that's, that's a great review a great effing review that right is there. I mean as far as the reviews I've heard on here he's he's right though I mean <laughs> yeah I like that um so yeah and then I had one other thing I wanted to address so I know a guy left an email for us a while back and I did not read it um so this is from Anthony Rossi um Anthony Rossi writes Living on Lake Erie, we have had fairly good run of smallmouth into our streams, with them coming into creeks and streams about the same time as steelhead are falling back. I thought about trying some egg patterns. If you guys had any luck using egg patterns for smallmouth, you guys will keep the dick jokes flowing. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Anthony. I think this might be the guy he... Uh, of all things, he messaged me on LinkedIn, and he's wow. like, "Hey, are you the Smalley Talk podcast guy?" He's like, "I don't have a Facebook," <laughs> so he barely stalked me on LinkedIn. That's man, the internet yeah. is a crazy place. You Let know? me tell you, my Smalley Talk experience is not on LinkedIn. <laughs> so <laughs> I probably should put it on there. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Why professional not? work experience at this point. I know. Um, so he asked if we've used egg patterns. No, and here's why. Because we have no like salmon streams here. Yeah. So I would think that they would probably feed on those. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. I have been in some. Uh, so I've been in some streams that have steelhead in them, and they migrate out just like you're saying about the time you know, like kind of early spring. They start leaving, and then the smallmouth come in, and. Uh, that particular river, it's a Muskegon River in Michigan, and it is dominated by like mayfly hatches. 
There's yeah. tons of mayfly hatches there, and those fish love love. Uh, it's weird. Like there's some kind of hatch at night, and those fish, like I, I say, at night in the evening, and like the last hour of the day is like, you know, balls to the walls, top water. It's like by far the best time to be on the water. It sounds like you're describing heaven. Yeah, I know that that's a good river for sure. Um, but yeah, Anthony, thanks for that, man. Sorry I couldn't really give you any insight on the egg pattern, but. If anybody else come, wants to weigh in and they use egg patterns, you know, you, feel free. If you text me next week and say the egg bite is on out at Crawfordsville, <laughs> I'm probably going to block you, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, the egg bite. It's really turning on, Ben. You should come over here and fish. Um, um, quickly, though, the, the previous review, he had mentioned the Nico Helgermites. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had sent out a text to that group that you had made the other day about kayak and and. I'm curious, like, why there's not more companies that make a Helgramite-type soft plastic. Yeah. I know that Berkeley does make one, but it comes in, like, the saltwater gulp pack, and oh, yeah. I don't want that gross shit on my hands. Well, there you go, Nico. But, yeah, Nico does make one. Uh, I think it was Derek that replied that Venom Lures makes one. Okay. Um, but Derek sponsored by Venom. So. Yeah. Well, I found that if you buy the Z-Man Boarhogs, I don't know if you've seen those, it's basically uh-huh. like a Ned Rig with, like, Three little legs on each side, and then kind of a big tail. And so it's just, different than the hog Z. Yeah, it's called a boar hog, I believe. Okay. And uh, it's about the size of a regular turd, finesse turd. Yeah. But it's got three little legs and then two long legs at the end. And if you cut those long legs on, I've actually Looks had like a helgramite. I've had pretty good success fishing that this spring and summer. Okay. So sounds like a good bay. I need to go check them out. Yeah, that's a hot tip. Okay. <laughs> I think like, there, you know, he referenced, you know, more dick jokes. I feel like we've been pretty good here. So we got a couple in. Maybe it's just yeah. when Chris is here, the dick jokes really turn on. Chris is definitely a dick joke kind you, of guy. You did say something earlier about a beefy rod, <laughs> and I just held it in, and I kind of regret it. Don't, now. don't ever, I could yeah. Don't ever hold in when I start talking about my beefy rod. I'm honestly being over here. I'm just glad you got pants on. <laughs> But I didn't want to talk about Beefy Rod I right from the jump. I you know? would be polite yeah. and put some pants on since I had a guest. So. Thank you. And it's kind of cold down here. I'd be embarrassed. I've got some shrinkage going yeah. on. Shrinkage so. is real. Yeah. Well, my last name's Shrinko. They don't call me That's that true. for nothing. That's true. But <laughs> uh, those are some pretty good reviews. Yeah, for sure. So the last thing I'll ask, Ben, is uh, what's new in your box? What's new in my box, you ask? Well... I did go to uh, Bass Pro, or not Bass Pro, but Cabela's up in Noblesville mm-hmm. the night before we went, and but just bought some terminal tackle, really, nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I don't really need much right now. I did, like, Father's Day, I got Do it. Do fishermen ever need anything? Probably not if you look at my garage, <laughs> yeah. but Father's Day, I got a new Daiwa reel for, Ooh, yeah, that's so. That's nice. I was pretty excited about that and just need to get some new Power Pro and yeah. get that new super slick V2 X9 Extreme <laughs> Plus. Yeah. Um, so really, I don't really have any baits that are new per se. I'm stocked up on crankbaits right now. So Nice. What about you? What's new in your box? Well, I also went somewhere the night before we went last weekend i went to honey creek tackle and in fact i have some honey creek gift certificates right oh i see those wow i had a little 
graduation party for uh surprise my wife surprised me because i graduated from college six months ago so she decided <laughs> to throw me a party hey better yeah. late than never you know i, know, I mean exactly it's gonna produce some gift cards for... yeah so i got those from my father-in-law jeff shout out to jeff i doubt he listens to this podcast but i'm gonna go ahead and give him a shout out anyways um but yeah, so I went there. I left the gift cards at home on purpose so that I could use them at a different time. Uh, I bought, uh, what did I buy here? So I picked up a couple of um, the new, the BX Brats. Yeah, um, I have one of those. Yeah. Those are nice. Oh no, you know what? I said I went to Honey Creek. I didn't have time to go down there. I, I, that's why I went to Outdoors. Man. You went to Outdoors. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a, a really cool... Um, like crawfish pattern BX Brat um, that I, I threw a little bit, actually. Got a couple buzz baits. Yeah. Um, got a couple spinner baits. And uh, what else did I get? What did I get? I spent like 75 bucks. It's pretty bad. And you don't know what you got. You spent 75 bucks. Yeah. Um, what did I get? I got some, I think I got some hooks and, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just stuff you needed. Some stuff I really needed. I'd have to look and see, but I got. I just replenished my box. That's kind of what yeah. I do now. You yeah. know, you kind of replenish your boxes, you know, and then, um, you know, when you get low on stuff, you just go and replenish them. So, you know, that's why I have a bunch of extra stuff that I'll use up here. Yeah. On the shelves. Everybody's got a shelf of extra stuff. Yeah, so for sure. You should if you don't. I know. But yeah, that that about wraps it up, man. Do you have anything else, Ben? No, I don't. Thanks for having me on. I enjoy talking about fishing, and uh, I live 28 seconds away, so yeah, I'm uh, happy good to join. Setup. Happy to join anytime you need somebody. We'll, we'll bring you on uh, when Chris is here, and uh, we'll rip Chris to his face. Oh, we'll I can't just, wait! I yeah. can't wait. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, make the old fly fisherman feel feel inferior so team up on them <laughs> yes um all right man well thanks everybody for listening uh sorry it's been so long in between episodes I try to get these uh going a little bit more frequent and uh as always free the fighter <laughs>